as soon as I start thinking I want to take some time alone, or even I've already started on my alone time, I start feeling guilty about being selfish or that I should maybe use this time to call my dad who I haven't called in a while or call my mom or check on my sister or think about you or you know whatever comes in. And I recognize that as a part of me and a voice that I say thank you, you know, for the concern, but I'm going to do what I do. I think a lot of people have this barrier or this place they need to look at to be able to go do the alone time that maybe they really need. Welcome to The Art of We, the podcast where we explore how committed partnerships can be potent vehicles for fully delivering our gifts to the world. Hi, I'm Krista Vanderveer, a seasoned consultant and executive coach. And I'm Dr. Will Vanderveer, a leader and educator in integrative mental health and wellness. As husband and wife and business partners, we keep learning that the key to maximizing our authenticity and impact in the world lies inside the health, security, and depth of our relationship. On this show, we'll pull back the curtains to share lessons, insights, and practices from our own marriage and professional careers that help us thrive. If you're a leader, founder, or overachiever, and you want to leverage your relationships for personal and collective growth, then you're in the right place. Hello, and welcome to the Art of We podcast. This is episode 43. Today, we're going to get into talking about the importance of taking time to ourselves to connect with ourselves individually in the service of the health of our partnership. And before we go into it, we just want to express our prayers and sadness for the folks on Maui today. It's an unfolding situation. We're recording before it's over. And by the time this is published, it hopefully everything will be under control. You know, but right now it's very much a uncertain situation and lots of people affected, people we know and care about. For those of you who are listening and don't know what Will's talking about, Will's talking about fires on Maui, several fires. And there's been a lot of destruction and death and displacement. So yes, our hearts go out to all of the impacts of these fires and we deeply care. We even have family on Maui. Yeah. So our hearts go out to you on Maui and praying for a quick resolution to the fires and winds and destruction. Okay. So taking personal time and correct me if I'm wrong, Will, but what we're talking about is really specific time to deliberately connect with ourselves. It's not like you're going to go to work and we're going to have separate time. This is more like okay, we, need, we each need a chunk of time where we're not distracted by external forces, but we're actually really doing the inner work of discovering what's inside of us now. We might do journaling. We might take quiet time. We might go for a hike on our own, but really with the intention of connecting with ourselves and not with other. Is that how you would describe that? Definitely, Yeah. I've been exploring this a lot lately and it feels like it's not a time for me to listen to a podcast or definitely not checking email or responding to people connecting with me or anything. I like to leave my phone in the car, go for a walk, meditate, journal. Why would you say that this is important for our relationship that you do this specific kind of connection? 
The first reason why it's important for our relationship for me to connect with myself is for me to know myself. So I need to know what I'm feeling and what I'm thinking and what I need to share with you to be able to show up for you. And I have a couple other reasons, but I'll leave it at that for now. (laughs) It's funny because we just got into this conversation this morning and we have this particular dynamic where we process things differently. So when we're together, like at nighttime making dinner or in the morning having coffee, will your content is a lot more readily available to be shared and to process externally. And my content, like in order to find what I actually want to share that feels meaningful for me, I have to go, I need my space to go explore and do the work to actually bring something forward. So what ends up happening is that when we're in shared space time, not always, but often a lot of the content that we're processing is content on Will's side of the we. And so I would say that when you go on your own by yourself, I would say that you get a different level of connection with yourself, but you share a lot with me without having to have <laughs> you time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely resonate with being like, okay, I need to go like actually do the hard work, which I don't always want to do of knowing myself so I can bring things forward to process with you or share with you. My experience of this dynamic between us, as you described it, is a little different, but I I agree with everything you said about how our dynamic operates. I feel like my personality, my disposition, my Ayurvedic type, my everything wants to go really fast a lot. And sometimes sharing with you before I'm connected to myself is also an expression of going too fast, if that makes sense. So slowing down and actually getting into deeper contact with myself can help distill out what really needs to be talked about with you. That makes sense. So what what are you saying that you wouldn't necessarily agree with about what I shared, what you just said, or is there something else? I guess the the only thing I would say feels different over here is I think we both need self-connection time to be able to share what's really important with each other. Would you agree that our dynamic in general is what I explained, though, about how it's like I process internally and you process more externally. So we end up talking, not always, but sometimes more about what's very present for you. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I agree with that. I would imagine a lot of people have this kind of dynamic. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it seems like we talk about Stan Tech in every episode on this podcast, but he talks about the one partner who hogs the mic and the other one who doesn't share as readily or as easily. And this partnership between the one who talks too much and the one who talks too little is a really common dynamic in couples. Well, for me, the reason why I really need my own personal time is very similar to what you're saying. It's like I need to slow down and actually make contact with what is here in order to be able to know myself and then to share with you so you can know me as well. There's also this feeling of like, it's almost like meditation. If any of you out there listening meditate, sometimes it's like until like minute 10, minute 20, or even minute 30 until there's like a deeper drop in with the meditation process that then something else very different can actually happen. And for me, if I'm not actually taking that time and the space to basically switch gears into a different mode, then I really feel at the effect of my external environment, whether it's the dogs or something going on with work or something going on with the house or, you know, getting in ruptures with you. (laughs) Like I really feel less centered and less 
capacity to show up with a certain kind of presence. Yeah, it's the same for me. It's just that I think I'm less aware of the need than you are. The need is still there. Mm-hmm. But I'm so used to going too fast and not making deeper contact with myself and what's happening in the present that when I do that, inevitably I collect information that is not available to me when I'm going too fast. So it's it's a big priority for me in my life right now to make slowing down a big part of my routine. Right. And then when I feel like we both actually practice that, we have a very different and deeper connection with each other because we're bringing the deeper layers of sharing that result in deeper layers of connection. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. I think where we get into trouble is that we don't do our practices, which after the break, we can share what our practices are. We don't do the practices. And then before we know it, a lot of time has gone by since either of us have really connected with ourselves in this way. And we're rupturing more. Life does feel super fast and chaotic. And what else would you say is kind of the tone of our our we when we're not taking this time to ourselves? I think two things come to mind. One is the level of activation in our nervous systems is higher. And so we're just, because meditation for us and, you know, the things that we do that we'll talk about later, really do downregulate our nervous systems. And so we were, I think there is less rupture in our relationship. Ruptures are easier to move through and repair. And the other thing is I think that we are more in touch with parts of ourselves that when we're more activated in our nervous systems, we're more likely to get blended with these parts. And when we get blended with parts, Mm. it's a rupture city (laughs) because I'll speak for myself that my parts, some of them are all about the rupture so that they can get known and seen through uh, that way of being known and seen. (laughs) Yeah. And by blended, we mean like we can't, witness it as a part of us we think it's us and so we're acting from that younger part yeah right really well said okay well why don't we take a quick break and when we come back we'll share the things that have really worked for us when we actually put them into practice and go from there we hope you're enjoying this episode i want to take a quick break to let you know about a gift we created for you and your partner we compiled our top 10 relationship agreements Agreements that have been so powerful in supporting the success of our partnership that we even turned them into our wedding vows. These agreements help us stay connected, growing, and thriving as a couple, and they've been critical to help us create a kind of we that's way beyond what we've ever experienced before. You can download this free gift at kristavanderveer.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-A-V-A-N-D-E-R-V-E-E-R.com. Also, if you enjoy our podcast, it would be so meaningful to us if you left us a rating and review. Not only does it help others find us, but it gives us critical feedback on how we're doing. Thanks in advance, and now back to the episode. Okay, welcome back, everybody. We're talking about the importance for our we to take space from each other. And this space is the kind of space where we are deliberately and specifically really getting into deep contact with ourselves, our, however you want to say that, our souls, our psyche, our psychology, our bodies. So, Will, do you want to start out by sharing 
in an ideal world, what a day would look like in the world of you being able to connect with you inside of living together. True to our pattern, I'll speak first here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go meditate and figure Uh, out what I I want and then I'll come back. Okay. I'll just talk nonstop while you're gone. Um, (laughs) So I think there are three really big pieces for me. One is long, slow walks by myself with no technology. Super helpful, really important. And the second one is meditation. In the past, I used to be like, a, I would meditate a lot, more than an hour a day. For me now, 10 minutes a day is the ideal amount for me to have the recipe you're asking about. Mm. And then journaling is incredibly helpful for me to organize my understanding of what I'm experiencing in my life, what's going on, what am I excited about, what am I worried about, that kind of stuff. So it's mm-hmm. it's the trifecta of walking, meditating, and journaling. Those are the three main things for me. Great. And if you could do that every day, that would be ideal. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Maybe when we take our dogs for a walk, you can walk, you know, 20 yards <laughs> but, and I can walk 20 yards and back with the dogs. Oh, okay. I was going to say, you usually like to tell me to wait when I'm out in front. But maybe that's because we don't have an agreement there yet. Right. Because I continually have to ask you because I take Coco, the five pounder, and you take Biggie, the 12 pounder. And usually like Coco stops for a second and Biggie and Will are like, you know, 100 yards ahead. Well, not really. <laughs> but I'm like, and then anyway, we can make that work so it works better for you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> For me, it's definitely meditation. I mean, oh my gosh, it makes such a difference for my day when I can practice the meditation practice. For me, I probably need a little bit longer. I mean, I would I used to do an hour and I loved it. It was a game changer. It's hard to commit to that now, but 20 or 30 minutes is really awesome. And then the other things too are great for me, but I think something that for me, and I know this really helps you too well when we do it, but in an ideal world, and we started to do this early in our relationship, In an ideal world, we have once a quarter where we're apart from each other for the weekend. And so I'm in my space, you're in your space, and we're both really working this kind of connection with ourselves that we're talking about. Now, we haven't been doing that as consistently, but we strive to do that. And so I think that's one thing. And then another thing that happens for me, and I know this happens for other people too, because I've talked to them about it, but is if I don't have like a whole entire space to myself, like the house, for example. I have a part of myself that tracks the whole space. So if you're around or if we have guests or if we have a contractor at the house, I have a really hard time just fully dropping in to connect with myself. And so usually what I need, and right now we have it set up so I have one day where we don't have contractors in the house and you're going to the office the whole day, which I so appreciate. And that really helps me switch into a different gear and a different mode, a different kind of listening for myself. So I would just add those two things to what we are practicing to support this juicy self-connection so we can come back to each other and bring a different level of ourselves to each other. I think it's so important to uh, keep investing in self-connection in the service of the partnership. And I, one of the reasons why 
I was looking forward to this podcast episode is because I think a lot of people, and I'm kind of speaking for myself here, struggle sometimes to take the space that we want to take and kind of know that we need to take, but there's a there's a feeling that it might not be okay or our partner might think that we're pulling away or they might not understand or they might want to be with us when we don't want to be with them. And we can get stuck in this kind of more, I would say, maybe not codependent dynamic, but this feeling of, oh, shit, I can't do what I want to do. I can't ultimately be who I am or who I want to be in this partnership because it might hurt my partner's feelings. And so, you know, I think part of why I wanted to talk about this topic today is just to try to normalize the reality that and we're not saying everyone needs this or wants this, but for us and a lot of the people we know and talk to on a regular basis, this is part of being in a committed, you know, deep, juicy partnership. Definitely. And so maybe the invitation for this episode is to just check in with yourself to see if you are getting enough spaciousness, enough of your own connection with yourself so you can bring that part of you to your partner. And then also, I think the next move is to ask your partner the same thing. And I really appreciate what you're bringing, Will, because early on when we were first dating, and even probably into the first year of marriage, I feel like we were navigating a little bit of this, like, are we going to be impacting, negatively impacting our partner if we really stand for what we want around solo time? And I guess I wonder, I haven't thought about this yet, but why do you think that it's changed for us now where we can sit here and be like, yeah, we really need this. And we're not afraid that it's going to negatively impact or leave a negative impression on our partner about our care for them. Well, I think we've invested a lot of effort to develop security in our partnership. And I think the security we have creates opportunities to take risks without feeling like the risk is risking the relationship. Yeah. I would also say I'm a little bit better at tracking when I start to turn into a person who feels overly claustrophobic. And then I kind of like have this part of me who becomes kind of stinky so that she gets what she wants her space instead of actually really consciously being like, oh, I'm feeling something. Okay. I feel like I need to actually have space. So I'm going to actually in an adult way, ask for that. Instead, this other part can come online and get crabby and then people don't want to be around her. So it works perfectly. <laughs> You're reminding me of another piece that I think is so interesting about how brain physiology works for humans is like being around the same environment day in and day out and the same people or animals or whatever's in your environment every day is not a great recipe for gratitude for those structures in your environment. So, you know, there's this whole cliche about the absence makes the heart grow fonder, but you know, it is true that when you spend time apart, you start reflecting on, this is not a guarantee, but it does happen for me. And I think for you too, curious what you would say about it. But for me, when, when I take time away from my routines and away from my family, I, inevitably get a little perspective and I'm like, wow, I, my life is amazing. Like I'm so grateful for these people that I was kind of more in a routine around perceiving them and their needs and their routines and, 
you know, it wasn't like this sparkly gratitude feeling. It was more of a, like you're saying, claustrophobia, I think. Yeah. So are you, are you admitting publicly that when you went on a bike trip last weekend that you actually missed me and the dogs maybe a little bit? I missed, Or you had yes. more gratitude? <laughs> I was shocked that the dogs came to mind while I was pedaling, pedaling uphill. <laughs> That's awesome. If, you, if you've been tuning in, you've been hearing about my uh, difficult journey with, uh, <laughs> with having a puppy in the house. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it was great to really deeply connect again with so much gratitude. Mm, that's so sweet. And for me too, there was a feeling of, oh gosh, it's so nice to miss you, to miss your contact, to miss your presence, to miss you lying in bed next to me. And like you said, not take those things for granted in a certain way. Another reason why I was really excited to explore this today is that I think a lot of people have the experience I have, which is as soon as I start thinking, I want to take some time alone, or even I've already started on my alone time, I start feeling guilty about being selfish or that I should maybe use this time to call my dad who I haven't called in a while or call my mom or check on my sister or think about you or, you know, whatever comes in. And I recognize that as a part of me and a voice that I say thank you, you know, for the concern, but I'm going to do what I do. I think a lot of people have this barrier or this place they need to look at to be able to go do the alone time that maybe they really need. I absolutely agree with you. And I have the same experience where it's almost like a meditative practice. It's like you're saying the thoughts come in and, and there's the choice point of being like, okay, I'm going to just do this one thing. And then, then it becomes another thing and then another thing. And then before I know it, like the time that I carved out isn't actually how I wanted to spend it. Right. But it can be really uncomfortable for me to not attend to those things also. So I, I know what you mean. Thanks for bringing that up. I think it's something everyone can relate to on some level. We hope that this episode has been supportive. And we would love to hear from you about, one, what your relationship is with taking your own time. Or two, what kind of topic you'd like to hear about in the future, because we would love to hear what you want to know about. We are probably willing to touch on just about anything. So you can find us at kristavanderveer.com and email us directly from there. See you next time. Thank you so much for joining us. If you found this content valuable, please follow this show and share it with your partner or other key collaborators. If this show has sparked an interesting conversation based on these topics, we'd love to hear from you. Find us on Instagram at Art of We Podcast. And we'll see you next time when we explore what it means to be better together, like butter and toast on the Art of We Podcast.